You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to the new edition of Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. You did it right this time. And Happy New Year. (laughs) I know we've got an episode up. But technically, this is our first episode we've recorded Correct. for 2022. Right. Do we dare even talk about how we pray this is a better year than the last two? Because that seemed uh, to make things worse. I know. I, I I don't think we should jinx it. But, you know, you got to remember, too, everybody said in 2020, look out, because 2020 turns 21. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they and, did and not happened. disappoint. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe 22, it's older, wiser now. It's kind of a bland year anyway. You know, when you turn 22, it's kind of like, eh. yeah. So hopefully that's what we will experience. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> as long as it's not worse. So anyway, it's good to be back here. This is Susan Simmons, and we have my co-host. I still want to change your name to Punch. But that's all right. But TomTheBomb.com. And again, you know, and... Jay ought to be putting fireworks going off in the background for well, this he, at episode. The, oh, no, I'm talking about oh, for the new oh, year. Okay, yeah. Well, but, he could do that when yeah, we first start. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we're just talking to our producer here. Y'all just ignore us. <laughs> um, anyway, we hadn't done this in a while, so we're a little giddy about being back yeah. on the air. It feels a little weird, that's for sure. But the holidays were good to you? They were. I'm glad they're over with like normal. Amen. I still have my Christmas decorations up, but they're coming down this weekend. Let me teach you a little secret. Don't put them up, then you have to take hey, them down. I I tried that, but my <laughs> wife is like, uh-uh, they're going up. See, that's my philosophy. Yeah. I have one little wooden thing that represents winter up here <laughs> in the office. And, and it's still down. up? Well, it's not Christmas. It's just winter. Oh, uh, well, that's true. So it'll come down in the spring, and I will have celebrated Christmas here in the <clears throat> Scrooge, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I did have a Charlie Brown Christmas tree in here, remember? Oh, that's true. That, that Right. Some, but somebody gave that to you. They though. did, and, I, and I'm giving it back. <laughs> They'll be here today. They get their Charlie Brown Christmas tree back. <laughs> and it was a true Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It was, absolutely. Yes. came in a box that even said Charlie yep. Brown's Christmas tree with Linus's blanket <laughs> and everything. <clears throat> but yeah, this happy holiday stuff, I've decided that is strictly for the Hallmark Channel and yes. Hallmark cards. Yes. Because I I don't know anybody any time in the last century. And I've been around almost that long. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I know. I, I, I had to beat you to punch punchline. <laughs> but anyway, so we have a very interesting guest with us today. We do. She's we making do. faces, biting her nails. She is. Absolutely. I don't know how interesting I am. <laughs> sure you are. And I think, but I like that. <laughs> and it's an interesting program she's part of that I learned about in January of 2017 after a Phoenix officer had been in a shooting and the officer in here in session was talking about Angels on Patrol. So, Jenny, welcome. Thank you. To the podcast. Thank you. And we want to hear all about this program because I think there's some real correlation and opportunities for partnership between I agree. Under the Shield yep. and 
like I've heard the name Angels on Patrol before, but I, I don't have any experience with them. Uh-huh. I mean, I was an officer for 27 years, and I'll, all I have is heard about Angels on Patrol. I haven't dealt with you guys, or I don't really know what you guys do and how much you get involved. So Right, yeah. And is it something strictly for Phoenix PD, or it's any department in the Valley? No, so right now we serve 13 different agencies. Oh. Um, that's who we... I don't want to say I have a contract with because we don't do contracts, mm-hmm. um, but that's who we routinely serve. But we are open to helping any agency. So even if it's an agency we haven't helped before, if they reached out to us, we don't say no. Um, so you don't have to sign a contract. Your agency doesn't. Um, it's any officer in the course of duty who says, hey, I want to do more or I want to reach into my own pocket. I can't leave this call knowing that I can't do anything else. And that's where we come in. So we you know, have grant funding, we have donations, you name it. However we can get money to help other people, that's what we do. But it's strictly for law enforcement officers. So you have to be AZ Post certified, um, which sadly I know upsets rangers and uh, a few people. Are they See, and I don't know anything about that group. I've only recently seen some of them, but are they not AZ Post? At this point, from what we understand, no. I don't think they are yet. Interesting. But they can carry guns. And same with corrections officers. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. I hadn't even thought about the corrections. So we don't mean to exclude anybody or upset them. But that's unfortunately our policy right now. Yeah, but I'm hearing money. I'm hearing money, Tom. (laughs) And the shield needs money. (laughs) Shoot, everybody needs money. Yes. I take donations on the side. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Anonymous, whatever you want to do. The poor me fund. Sure. It's fine. So you have the title of program coordinator. I do, yep. So tell us how this program started, how long it's been around, and sure. what it does. Yep. Uh, so Angels on Patrol was founded in 2009. It was founded by Jackie McConnell. Um, she is still serving on our board. At the time in 2009, she was a Phoenix police lieutenant. Okay. Um, what kind of got the ball rolling was she went on a call where these three children had been locked in cages by their parents. So there were Jeez. twin five-year-old, I believe, boys, and I believe an eight-year-old boy. Um, the five-year-olds had been in cages since they were born. And Jeez. I'm talking like legit cages with tops on them, only allowed out about an hour a day, minimal food, living conditions were awful. Um, so obviously they followed all their policies and notified child services and everything like that. But Jackie left that call thinking, I wish I could have done more. Sure. I don't feel right. These kids are going to be needing things for the rest of their lives just to be able to function. Sure. And she thought, I, I have to do something. I can't let officers leave these calls and just feel hopeless. Yep. Um, which I think ties into what you guys do with the mental aspect of Absolutely. it as well. And just making sure your mental health is kind of in line as much as it can be. Um, so she just got the ball rolling and we've been taken off since then. Obviously, we're bigger and better than we were in 2009 and hopefully we'll be bigger and better in the next year and the next year but that's kind of our mission wherever an officer sees a need and says hey i'm i'm ready to pull out my own wallet and take Mm -hmm. care of this that's where we want to come in so that they don't have to do that nice so in a nutshell that's kind of who we are do you get a lot of cooperation from the departments we do. We're super lucky. Um, anything yeah, we need. <laughs> we, I mean, we got to learn how well, to do yeah. this. <laughs> Maybe you get some tips. Part of it is probably my mouth, but anyway, that's Since okay. I don't have to be too censored. No, no, no. We do struggle with Phoenix. Okay. I know you're shocked. I am. I and know. You know, they just rolled uh, yeah. out the 
red carpet for me for nine yeah, years. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, been so supportive, and we we do have a struggle. They're awesome. We love the Phoenix officers, but yes. I I think it is a little bit harder to get into bigger departments because they have a lot of resources versus a smaller department. Um, like Paradise Valley, you know, they're one of the wealthier towns, yes. Yes. but they are excited to use us. And they just started with our after hours program, um, which I can explain that to you guys too. Yeah. But um, they just started with that about two weeks ago and they may not always need us, but it was so nice to be welcome with open arms in, right. in case they need us or in sure. case they're in a bind. So do they that contribute? Um, so we don't require anything like that. We don't ever say, Hey, you know, officers have to donate anything like that. We obviously encourage it because that's how we continue to help people. And we always make that known. Hey, donations are basically what we survive off of. We do, you know, apply for different grants, but unfortunately the market's so hard right now. Everybody's Mm -hmm. going for the same money that it can be challenging. So donations are really where we make our money to, well, not make our money, but we, get money saved up to help other people so but none of the cities municipalities county Mm -mm. um boards or anything contribute uh not that i'm aware of i'd have to double check melinda's our executive director but not that i'm aware of no okay so it's just single individuals sometimes they're officers family of officers people we've helped who are able to kind of pay it forward we have that a lot too so whoever wants to give us money we're we're all for it Give us an example. I want an example of something you do. Um, So the best part about AOP is we don't have what we call menu of services. So, you know, a lot of organizations, it's, you know, they do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. With Mm -hmm. us, you could put in a request and think, oh, nobody's going to help us. And it may be something we've never heard of or come across, and we're always able to do something. Um, Our typical kind of day today are domestic violence, assault cases, um, homelessness, which that's hard because in Arizona, the system's very difficult for people to get off the streets. But um, those are our typical day-to-day where an officer says, hey, you know, there was a domestic violence call and mom needs somewhere to go. It's not safe to stay here. We're able to get a motel, connect her with resources for shelters. You know, sometimes it's something as simple as, you know, they go on and check welfare and they see, hey, there's kids without shoes and we need some shoes for them. Or there's not a lot of groceries in the house and we're able to do things like that that seem small to other people but make a huge difference to somebody that's struggling. Sure. Um, but we've also had ones just probably a month and a half ago, unfortunately, um, a mom allegedly, I have to say, but allegedly murdered both of her daughters. Um and dad came over and found them. And so dad obviously couldn't stay at the apartment. He had nowhere to go. So we were able to put him up in a hotel. We were able to get um, a biohazard team out to clean the apartment more than what, you know, typical apartment right. cleaning would be um, and get him some food because he didn't have any of his property. He didn't have access to any of his stuff. And so we were kind of able to stabilize his crisis at the moment sure. so that he could move on to a longer term situation. So yeah. that's what we do is we stabilize the initial crisis. We try to get somebody out of the danger zone and then connect them to longer term resources. Hmm. Great. Yeah, that's great. A few months before I retired, um, I was in traffic at the time and patrol guys went out early morning on a call that they found a little kid running around in an apartment complex, uh-huh. basically in a diaper by himself. Um, so they're searching around. They finally figure out what apartment was in there mm-hmm. or that he belonged to. And they went in the apartment and there was literally one little table in there. Mm. And then in one of the bedrooms, there was a bed mm-hmm. and that was it. Right. I mean, there was hardly any food inside right. and, so when I got involved, I went out there to help them because they needed, they wanted a sergeant out there. And 
after about an hour, the mom came walking up. Um, so the story basically was that her and her husband had split mm-hmm. and it was domestic violence type issues. Um, she and the kid moved into this apartment with nothing. Right. She didn't have a car, didn't even have a bicycle. And she had a job, but it was at night mm-hmm. working security. Right. And nobody, she was now in Tempe and had, didn't know anybody, no family, friends would put the kids to bed, mm-hmm. go to work yeah, and pray that they stayed there. You know, Do get off in the morning, could, yeah. walk home. And it was a 45-minute walk to and from oh, work. Wow. So, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, we, she ended up getting sighted and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I mean, we left there and I was, it was just tearing me up. I'm like, yep. what can we do for this lady? There's, you know, this like kid's got nothing. Dope, right. Dope right. I mean, she was, she was she doing the best she, she could, mm-hmm. you know. So I was talking to my wife, you know, a couple hours later. And my wife said, well, what about getting with a church and seeing? And I was like, right. oh. So I contacted Grace Community Church because mm-hmm. I had worked with them before a long, long, long time ago. And they they own a um, thing called Gracie's Cottage in uh-huh. um, Tempe that has all, it's a, like a thrift store, all kinds of furniture and stuff. So they arranged that I could basically furnish that lady's apartment. So oh, I took my cool. whole team that worked for me and some other guys in traffic we went over there, loaded up a truck, took it to her apartment, and furnished her apartment. Oh, I bet she was blown away, You're too. Right. Yeah. But y'all are supposed to be jerks. I, right. I know. And right. and that was motor officers. Oh, jeez. Oh. Hit them on a good day. <laughs> wow. But they ate is... their Wheaties that day. They were good to go. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Because I, I was like, who do I call for right? help? that's it. And you know, I didn't think about Angels on Patrol, even though right. I've heard of your organization. But... Is that something, a case like that, would you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've had things like that, um, you know, where an officer's like, they don't have beds. I remember before I started, it was um, one of the stories I had heard from Melinda, who was our ED. Um, She said that there, I think it was seven kids, eight kids, something like that. They didn't have any beds. They didn't have anything. And she was able to get cribs, beds, whatever they needed. Um, Because we do have a lot of great partnerships, you know. I was going to ask you, do a lot of these things donate or cut rates? Yeah. So um, not to name drop, but Furnishing Dignity is one of our our go-to places. And they're so great with the community. And they help us, I mean, instantly. And so that's, we've gotten beds. We've gotten furniture from them. Um, other stuff, I mean, we'll just, we'll buy it. We'll have it delivered directly. Um, wow. I've donated stuff from my own house. I'm sure Melinda's done that a million times. <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever, you know, cause you think, what if I was in that spot and right. I had nowhere to turn to and none of us are above it tomorrow. We could all be on the street. You don't exactly. know. Exactly. So yeah. I think it keeps you a little bit humble and you say like, Hey, what other resource can I find? Where can I go to? But that's, that's what I love about us is that's our job to do. So the officer isn't tying up all of their time doing it, but they're still able to help. They're sure. the reason it gets the ball rolling. Sure. So I, I think it's a cool partnership. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Can people donate things like tables and stuff to you do you have a place for storage of stuff? so we did do that at one point but uh-huh. because our space is limited it's kind of hard for us to take items necessarily okay. um it is easier i know it sounds awful but it is easier to take uh, monetary donations sure. because like i said a lot of times we can order stuff and have it directly delivered right which is best for everybody because you know there's certain situations you don't right you don't necessarily want to go into certain areas being unarmed and not an officer and so it kind of you just go makes places unarmed um <laughs> what's wrong with you 
you woman. We live in the Wild West. If That's my right. husband asks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off the record, no. <laughs> no. Especially if my kids are with me. I'm like, you better watch out. There's a taser here. There There's go, knives honey. here. I don't care. And we start at one level at work. That's right. My babies will bite you. I mean, whatever we got to do. Now, how do the... So for the different agencies that you guys currently work with, the 13, mm-hmm. how do you guys get your name out to all the officers right. um, so that they know, hey, I've got this problem. Oh, Angel's on patrol. Let's call them. We have been so lucky. Um, I've only been with AOP for about a year now. Okay. So before poor Melinda was working herself to death, um, we have support of our board, our board members too. They're helpful. Um, but as far as boots on the ground, she was kind of... Wearing yeah. a couple different hats, trying Gosh, to get the word out there. I don't know anybody there. else who's ever had to do that hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I, I've never all. met anyone like that. <laughs> Can't imagine. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. It's fine. Hmm. Yeah. Got, got all these resources and people. And, sure. yep. yeah. and just working your butt. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. If there were eight days in the week, I'd work eight. <laughs> you need one day for just relaxing. It, happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, so we've, we've done word of mouth mainly, and we've, um, started a new program where we actually recognize an officer, not from any specific agency. It's all across the valley. So we recognize an officer every month who put in a request, whether it was one of ours during the time we were closed and they used our after hours card or one that we dealt with directly, something that kind of stood out to us. And so we'll set up to go and recognize them during their briefing. We bring, you know, a basket with, you know, Donuts. shirts and I wish I probably <laughs> eat those on the way. I'm not going to lie. You know, but just a couple little things, a gift card, hat, whatever, you know, whatever we can throw together and just kind of recognize them in front of their command staff or whoever wants to be present. And that kind of has gotten our name out there a lot more, too. So... So we kind of pimp ourselves out. We have information cards. We throw them <laughs> at anybody. Yeah. 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 You need some lessons. She definitely understands I'm going to take I notes. I'm going to take notes. And people probably are like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about it. But, you know, it's going to stick in your brain right. one way or another. Exactly. And there's going to be a time that you need it right. or you know someone who needs it. And so yep. that's what we're here for. Now, how does your after hours Yeah, what does that mean? So about a year ago, just over a year ago, um, Melinda, like I said, was working nonstop around the clock and it can be very difficult and exhausting. And mm-hmm. so she came up with this idea that, hey, what if we had prepaid visa cards that were available to these officers during normal times when people are sleeping, these officers could go and they could use the card for whatever they need, still put in a request so that we can track it. We know what's going on. Sure. Um, so that has kind of taken off which is great it's to the point where in phoenix we're putting them in each precinct instead of just one at their main headquarters nice um mesa has four districts so we have it with each of the districts um so yeah it's available between 7 p.m 7 a.m if an officer sees a need they don't have to call us first they don't have to get any permission they go you know depending on their department wherever it's being housed they fill out a quick log saying hey i'm checking it out here's my serial number um Go use it for a hotel, a bus ticket, an airline ticket, whatever it is that they need. Bring it back, put the receipt in the folder so that we can, you know, track everything Great. and then put in the request to us and say, hey, it was, you know, here's all the answers to the questions, but I use the after hours card. And it's always helpful if you put them in a motel room, just a note for anyone listening to let us know the room number because <laughs> sure. motels are not very helpful with connecting you to people just right. based on a name. Just going to drop that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be a good plan. That, yeah. that, is, a, that is a good program. Yeah, though. It is yeah. amazing. I mean, what's great is it's not just 
a quick solution for right now. It's, you know, provide all the info you have on this person and we follow up with them. So when we open up again, we follow up and we say, hey, what can we do to help you? What are you looking for? Do you need a shelter? Do you need this? Do you need that? You know, and that's, it's a really neat program because they at least stabilize it while we're sleeping or whatever it is. Um, And then we're able to follow up. Gosh, they get to sleep. Now, how do you get that deal? I say that, but you know, we don't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) We don't actually sleep. I got to talk to my board about that. Somehow I'm I'm missing that benefit. You need to sleep with your eyes open and still do work. And my phone is right Right. on my pillow right beside me because if not, I'm getting old and I won't hear it. See, there you go. But she also gives her phone number to everyone. Oh, it goes out on this podcast. Never met anyone like that in my life. I'm not married to someone like that. No, uh, not at all. Um, I kind of need this. And you're like, um, I'm not on duty, but he never says it. I know. Never says it. Well, you know, and that's what's to me is so cool about our organizations coming together to figure out how we help each other. Right. Because our whole thing has always been that the majority of the mental wellness issues in law enforcement, it's not the act of having to arrest someone or shoot someone. It's a child latching on, don't take my daddy away, right. even though he's beating the hell out of him or out of mom. Right. Or the, um, we always talked about Mark Valenzuela on here, who was one of our guests and Mark teaches with us. And, you know, Mark's whole thing after that, after he was ambushed with his sergeant and was shot and he shot and killed the guy. And again, mental health, we love you. You got a place here. But you got to get out of your little box. Yep. <laughs> and all they looked at was that Mark had shot and killed somebody, but he was a combat Marine. Right. And so when he came to me, I met him a year and a half afterwards, and he walked in, and my first comment to him was, your problem is you couldn't save Mercy Cordova, the woman that died, that he thought it was a home invasion, but it was a DV. Right. And the tears started. Aww. And it was because we train cops to be problem solvers. Yep. But then we put them in these situations where kids are in cages, families right. have nothing. Yeah. It ain't like you guys are making a million dollars, contrary right. to what the population right. oh, out yeah. here might right. think. And then we have to come up with some idea on how to save these people or how right. to help these people. And, and you don't get to are be paying human out of their the own whole pockets. time. You yeah. don't get to be human. Right. Sure. And they're paying out of their own pockets. Yep. And just like what your your team did for that family, I no, no people in the public know y'all did that. No. Nope. And no, the, we didn't have media out and no. take photos and, and stuff. And as much as y'all don't want the recognition, though, I think we're almost going to have to start doing more of that kind of acknowledgement for people to really know this has been going on right. as long as law enforcement's been in existence. Yeah, that's, that's not a one-time event. Right. No. And that's where, I mean, at least in Angels on Patrol, that's what we've been doing. So, um, for example, Monday I'm going out to Desert Horizon um, to do recognize a two-man unit, a male officer, female officer. Um, for a call that they put in. And mm-hmm. so we notify Phoenix's Public Affairs Bureau. Good. We notify the chain of command. We have Sean Connolly on our board, assistant chief with Phoenix. Um, I notify him in case he's able to be present. Good. You know, we basically yeah. just put it out there without any shame. We don't really care. We sure. want it to get out there. Sure. It's not on the officer or the department to sit there and say, oh, I'm trying to get attention. No, we are getting attention for you because we're so tired of the negative attention and people not right. seeing the good things that they That's do. That's fantastic. Well, you can't provide things if people don't know right. that you're there to provide. Mm. And Exactly. You know, one of the things we had in Alabama that I've been shocked that we actually have something in the South that 
larger areas. Raw, <laughs> <laughs> raw, go Alabama. <laughs> roll time. And roll time, especially on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'll, my tone will be very different next mm-hmm. week if yeah. we don't beat Good thing Georgia. we're doing this right now. Again, yeah, it is. You're right. Absolutely. Because next week it'll be if we don't win. So uh, Tom will have to run the show because I'll be over here. I'll have to come over and morning. take care of Heidi. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be a oh, yeah. the parent in the too. Oh, yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. What was I talking about? The media. We got to let people know. Yeah, and you're talking about something to... that down in the South oh, you guys yeah. have. right. But there was a... a... Dementia. Yeah. My son will validate that. No judgment. <laughs> Every cop that comes in here will validate that, which is why they come, because when they walk out, I don't remember them. See, I already distracted her, too. <laughs> it, it was called a yellow book, I think is what we... I know it had yellow covers. It was a, um, a, a resource mm-hmm. guide, broken down by county, broken down by topic. And so the officers all had them. And it was something like, I want to say even like maybe the junior league put it out for them or something Mm. every year. So it was updated. And again, an officer in a particular county could go to his county and he could see what's available shelter-wise or whatever was needed. I was trying to find my old one because I thought that would be a great task for somebody to take on. I can't can't take on anymore. (laughs) Um, but, you know, because then they they wouldn't have angel armor in there. They'd have under the shield in there. Right. I mean, angels on patrol. They would have all of those resources at their fingertips with phone right. numbers rather than at three in the morning standing out there scratching their heads going, what do we do? Right. And we, on our website, we do um, have, as far as shelters, at least, and kind of broken down by men's shelters, domestic violence shelters, women-only shelters. Sure. You know, so at least, hopefully, that helps at three in the morning. It's not a a catch-all, solves everything, but at least, you know, if they take a look when they're filling out the form, they can see that there's different shelter options, which is the same thing we're going to offer when we follow up with the person. Sure. But at least they can get a jump on it. You know, hey, call these places. It's some place to check with. Yeah, exactly. But, But, like, we have the Dream Center here. You know, the church, it, it used to be Phoenix First, I think is what it was called. And now it's the Dream City Church with the oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Barnett's mm-hmm. amazing family. I actually went to that church when I first moved out here. And um, Tommy Barnett and the, his two boys, Luke, and I can't remember the other one's name. But he started the original Dream Center on Skid Row in L.A. Mm-hmm. And they have treatment programs. They have all kind of stuff. Well, the Dream Centers have moved across. I know we have one in Birmingham. We have one in Chandler now. But I guarantee you most officers have no idea about it. Right. Right. They don't. And this is the kind of thing where they can take people. And I I know the one here in Phoenix, either they started it or about to start it. And it's a program for the kids aging out of foster care. Mm -hmm. They hit 18. Right. And then you're out on the road. And they got nothing. And so they started a program like that. And these are the things, there's got to be an easier way to make, because, you know, especially now with the short staffing, right. officers are going call to call right. to call to call. And, you know, like we were talking before the show, dispatchers, y'all, are, they were going call to call yeah. to call. They don't have time to breathe, to process, mm-hmm. to, to get closure, to look up resources, right. any of that right. kind of stuff. I know like in Tempe, we relied heavily on uh, our CARE 7 which is attached to the mm-hmm. fire department. Okay. And they would, come out, they would come out to our scenes or with fire. Uh, they would t- um, provide counseling service. So it was a mental health more. Than... Um, but they could also do they different things. As well, yeah, yeah. They, okay. they could take people to, you know, 
wherever they needed to go, if they had other family in, mm-hmm. in the valley, they would drive them there. Sure. If they needed to go to a hotel, they could, you know, they help with that stuff. Sometimes, um, like if somebody needed a car seat and stuff like that, right. they would get mm-hmm. a car seat or, sure. you know, Tempe has a stockpile of car seats cause they do car seat enforcement and mm-hmm. education and all that kind of stuff. So, sure. but that's kind of what we use care seven for. And I know Chandler has something mm-hmm. very similar, but it's not called care seven. I can't remember. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. I didn't know what you're talking about. And it is out of one of the fire stations. Right. And, and that's what we use, but like they never, and care seven was out on that call that mm-hmm. with that, you know, the, that lady that we helped and, you know, they didn't say, Hey, what about angels on patrol? Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the sad thing is I think people think like it's, almost a competition and it's how we can work together because we've had where care seven is going to come out, but they're not able to stabilize at the very moment. So we get a motel room for somebody in Tempe and care seven takes over. That's great. You know, we're not offended by that. Go ahead. If you have a plan for them, that's awesome. We're here to help and work with the other organizations. So we're not competing with them. We're not this trying territorial to... This territorial thing has yeah. got to stop. Exactly. It, it's pointless. It has got to yeah. stop. Yeah. And I know we're all competing for the same dollars. I, I get that. But it one can't operate without the other. Yeah. Like I said, I can foresee a real healthy future here between us because even as we have officers who do come in, yep. we can educate them about angels Absolutely. on patrol. Right. And vice versa. And vice versa. And... And there are a lot of people at the top of food chains who won't be happy about that, <laughs> which just lights you and I up. We, we're two peas in a pot here. There are people who are going to go, oh, crap. And now that's they're, okay. Now they're together. together. That's all right. We know what we're doing. So Have, Just get out of our way. Yep. Like, Sorry. And see, I'm gathering resources for when I'm homeless. Oh, you and, could come live with me for a little bit. Well, Can you provide counseling while you're living with absolutely. me? Stress coaching. Stress yes, coaching. I'm on Stress it. coaching. That's right. Stress counseling. coaching. My apologies. My apologies. But hey, I'm taking care of the Phoenix officers have told me they will find me the nicest, safest overpass. Oh, how sweet. And they'll bring water and food to me periodically. But now I know where to get a chair. Yeah. That's right. I got you. I know where to get mental health stuff if That's I need right. it. See, we work together. See, See? it's See? such a great process. It's all it about is. me anyway. <laughs> this is why we get along (laughs) yeah like i said there are going to be some people who are really going to be sorry to hear this and that just makes me that much happier (laughs) oh well you know karma's a real bitch it is (laughs) you said it yeah Mm. they've kept us apart for the nine years i've been out here but god works in mysterious ways there are no coincidences nope he brings things around and i just go and the end goal is to help people so however you gotta get there that's exactly right you know there are groups that, that I hear when they talk about peer support and they're like, you know, no, you have to wait for the doors to be opened for you. Excuse me? My philosophy, you come in the back door, Bust you come through the roof, you come up through the exactly. floor. You do what you have to do to make sure people know you're there. Now, what they do with that, right. that's up to them. Right. But if you can't get in there to say, here we are, here's what we do, here's how we do it, then, and that's the problem. Yep. The resources are staying in the same boxes they've right. always been in. And we know it's not working, not for everybody. Right. And there is no one-stop shop, no. which is why, again, putting resources together like this, um, we can help each other. We're helping the officers. And it's getting information to them that they don't know about. Right. Absolutely. We just need some of the upper echelon of these departments to think outside the box. And, and or get out of the way. Just, well, just get that's out of the true. way. Yeah. You know, if you well, don't want to be a part of it, part don't of dog it. Part of it is it. educating them as well. They don't sure. know. If they don't know, 
they can't make a change either. And so that's that's the thought I'm going to stick with sure. to help myself. <laughs> you keep fooling yeah, yourself. You, know? you, you can say <laughs> that. I'm going to try. I, I'm I think try that they best. know that and they still don't get out of the way. Well, but that's... I, and again, some of us, they don't like strong fe- a strong <laughs> female from the South who talks funny. Get over it. It ain't changing. Yeah. But you know, it's funny because the hard part for us after Chris Ferrara died was all the positive things that came from his death in the publicity. Right. right. And, you know, I'd give every dime back. I'd give everything to have him back. Absolutely. But the reality is, is that's how some officers found out about us. Um, I had one come to me because they were at the funeral and heard the eulogy. And that's where they learned of Under the Shield. Right. And I said, I'd rather officers not have to die for people to find out about us. Right. There's got to be a better way, and it's going to be partnerships like this. Right. Where we're promoting each other, not feeling threatened. Right. Because, again, we two, we do two different things. With the same goal in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And really, it's hard to do one without the other. Right. Because, again, I can have officers in here talking about the guilt they feel for having left children in a home with no beds and no heat, no whatever, but I can only help to a point with mm-hmm. that because it doesn't solve the problem they want to fix. Because it's going to come up again. Absolutely. Sure. Right. And when they can leave here with a tool they didn't know about yep. or understand what it was and go, okay, next time I have that, they can walk away from that situation feeling really good about the job they've done. Right. And that's the same with Angels on Patrol. Sure. Once an officer uses your services... And then they see what a huge benefit that is. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to to remember that. And right. next time they won't go, oh, who do I call? Right. Who should I get involved? Who, who can I ask for help? Right. They will automatically remember your organization and how well you treated I hope so. And, and that's our big thing is we tell people there's no red tape with us. Right. You don't have to get approval. We're not sure. here to sit there and tell you, no, you're not allowed to do that. If you feel like you want to reach into your pocket to do something... I'm going to do everything I can to keep you from having to do that because sure. you have a family to go home to. You have bills to pay. Sure. You know, you're not out there to save the world on your own dime. Right. So that's where we want right. to come in. So there's no red tape. Oh, it's 3 a.m. Oh, it's a Saturday. None of that matters to us. We've sure. made sure that we have resources available for you so that you don't have to sit there and say, everything's closed. I don't know what to do. So hopefully that's Here's a great thing. Here's my sister from another business. <laughs> that's right. That's so great. everybody likes stories. So what do you- since oh, you've been doing ones? this, <laughs> you better sit down. Well, that's for the stress coaching. We're, we're in the wrong. I gotta change hats. Here. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Since you've been with Angels on Patrol, what is your most memorable situation that you have been involved oh, no in? Pressure, no is there pressure. one that, that that rings the bell to you? I have to be honest. I have had so many that I've I've truly been touched by, but one that I think blew me out of the water. So having been a dispatcher and raised by a sergeant and married to an officer. You God, this woman needs my, she needs I need to be a on my lot of yeah, She's a yeah, glutton for punishment. Yeah, we got, yeah, we're going to work on that. But, you know, you kind of, I, I hate to say this and offend anybody, but it is what it is. You kind of grow cold a little bit. Sure, right. you become a little, yeah. yeah. You have to to survive. You do, right. exactly. And so you kind of see the negative in people and you don't really let people in and you sure. become a little bit robotic. Sure. So um, some of the, the calls I would get in the beginning, I was like, oh, okay whatever. All right. What do I got to do? Get my job done. Everything's fine. Still, still caring about my job, but just kind of robotically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one one day and it was during monsoon. So I believe it was in July at some point in July. 
And this officer called me and he said, hey, I've never used you guys. I think I've heard of your name, but my partner used you guys. And he was the very first officer we ever recognized as our angel on patrol mm, nice. and happened to have worked for my dad when he was on FTO. So it was a hilarious coincidence. But um, <laughs> no, so, coincidence no coincidence. No <laughs> coincidence. Hilarious situation. Um, so his partner gave him our info and he said, you know, I was driving along here it is raining and I see this lady in front of a business complex and she's just hanging out. And I don't know if she works there, maybe she's locked out or what's kind of going on. So he stops, you know, that internal instinct saying, hey, someone needs something. Mm -hmm. And he stops and strikes up a conversation and she starts crying and tells him basically she sucks at everything in life. She hates herself. Her life is horrible. She's ready to be done. It's time to just end everything. Wow. No specific threats, no real like danger to herself, just... Sadly, she's ready to give up. Sure. So he says, well, you know what's going on? She's like, I have nowhere to live. I don't have a dime. I have one bag to my name. I don't even know what to do. I can't find a job, COVID, you know, everything under the sun. So he calls us and he says, is there anything you can do? Of course. Mm -hmm. I said, let's get her into a motel. Let's get her stabilized. We'll get her some food, help her to kind of get a night's rest, and we'll work on stuff long term. And he was blown away, super grateful. I bet. I said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll get her a ride there, you know, because these officers do have to go right. to another call. Sure. Nope. He was adamant. Adamant. He wanted to take her. He wasn't going to end this wow. call until he saw that she was taken right. care of, which I admired because Absolutely. they have to answer to a lot of people if they don't do things a certain way. And <laughs> he knew that that was his mission at that point in life. Like right. he needed to take care of her. So he gets her over to the motel. He's checking her in and he calls me afterwards. Um, but he tells me he's checking her in, making sure she's settled and he's talking to her, kind of giving her a parting speech. Hey, I know things are kind of sad right now, but things will be okay. Keep your head up. Um, and while he's having this conversation, he says, this guy taps him on the shoulder from behind, walks up, doesn't say a word, and hands the woman a $100 bill. Wow. Hmm. Just hands her a $100 bill. No, no, nothing. No idea doesn't who even he stick is, around. Nothing. where he came yeah. from. Just happened to hear this officer telling her, like, it's going to be okay. Like, this is a fresh start. Um, and then the man just walks out. Doesn't want any recognition, wow. doesn't want anything. Wow. So the officer calls me afterwards and tells me the story. And I remember I literally had tears in my yeah, eyes. Yeah. And not a lot of things, you know, tend to affect you. And you think, oh, great story. But that literally brought tears to my eyes because sure. I thought, you know, we're so conditioned to think everybody's so awful, right. especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And there's still good out there. There's good officers. Yeah. There's good people on the street. And they work together. You know, this man saw what this officer was doing Absolutely. and wanted to help him instead yeah. of thinking he was the bad guy or videotaping him or or doing something you sure. know it was no i want to do something good right. i want to help too right and so it was cool nice. because it was like that domino effect of this officer's right. helping i'm gonna help too like how awesome was that yeah. and so we ended up recognizing him and notifying you know public affairs and like they i think did a video pulled body camera footage did a whole video and put it on Facebook. And this officer didn't expect any of that. Wasn't of asking for any of it. Of course. Um, we recognized him as our officer of the month that month. And it was so great. His wife actually was a dispatcher with me. And so <laughs> it was, again, a small world. Um, but she showed up and she was just ear to ear smiling. Because yeah. she knows her husband's a good man. But right. to, to see them get that kind of recognition, yeah. it not only helps the officer. I mean, it helps as a family member. You know, right. you sacrifice a lot. Not boohoo for us. We sign up for it. I know. Yeah, but no, there's a lot to that. And that that's another area, which is why we've always brought families in on trainings and stuff. Right. Because, you know, I don't think the public understands when you're married to law enforcement, whatever level, you can't run around announcing to the world, right. especially now. Right. Because um, I can remember when the protests were going on and officers were talking about peeling 
blue line flags off their wife's car yep. and stuff. And I'm like, bring it to my house. We'll stick it out on my driveway. Right. I don't care. Go take a I, look at my car right now. Honey, I'd, <laughs> I'd put as many signs in the front as my homeowners association would have allowed. Yep. Um, but oh, that's political. Yeah, that's what they tell me. Um, but that's okay. We worked around it. And uh, it just motivated me to get more creative. Right. right. But it's it's hard. And I remember one time um, when I was married that the U.S. Attorney's Office did the first annual award in recognizing um, a federal agent. Mm-hmm. And the pain that I felt because I was at the conference but they didn't tell me I could come down to the banquet. They didn't invite me down to the banquet. They let me sit in the hotel room. Oh. And he comes in with this major award. And I thought, you know, I can't shout from the rooftop what he does. I right. can't mm-hmm. talk about the great things he's done. And then I can't even be a part of recognition when they knew I was sitting. Oh, yeah, the U.S. Yeah. attorney dodged me for months. Because oh. I made it very well known how. You? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that shocks you. Um but that's the kind of stuff that that's the only thing families do can get right is when there is some type of recognition that way that they can stand there proudly right because officers can't do their jobs if families aren't there backing them up right right we take on everything and again the public doesn't understand this right and so that's a that's a incredible thing and of course now my brain is running that under the shield <laughs> needs to take on and start recognizing more. but then we have to be careful about who because co- we don't talk about who comes yeah, in here right so it's, sure again maybe that's something even that we can partner off with you guys and say sure here's somebody that needs to be recognized let it be recognized from that direction right because because we may hear a story yes of something that happened right. yes and that might be a, a way to recognize sure. them without the negativity that right. sometimes comes along with what we do sure. and That's, how or, we help. Or sounding like we're breaching confidentiality right. and right. anonymity and that stuff. But, you know, I just wish there was more of that without it being the public seeing as, oh, look at them parading them around. Right. It's just good people doing their, right. really going above yeah. and beyond their jobs. And the thing is, too, part of it for me, I've learned... Um, I, I can't always listen to the public. I mean, obviously we indirectly serve them. Right. They're always going to think something. There's always going to sure. be somebody negative, sure. but I, I choose to ignore it because yep. I know why we're putting these videos out or why we're recognizing this officer or why we're contacting their agency to say, Hey, make this a big deal. Sure. And if people don't like it and they want to be negative, you know, bummer Change for you. Channel. Like, exactly. yeah. 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 But yeah. I think it, it's important. You're so quick to show the negative, the one bad officer out of thousands and thousands. Right. Why wouldn't you show the good? I mean, that's what keeps them coming back every day. That's why they do this job. That's why they even signed up for this job. So why not recognize them? They're not out tooting their own horn. It's somebody else doing it. You know, talking about this makes me think about Mark Valenzuela with the shoes. And he came across a homeless person whose Mm -hmm. feet were just in terrible shape. And they actually were very large feet. Uh And he... He happened to buy a pair of shoes online, and when they came in, they were, what, like size 16 or something? Oh, wow. There was a, and they were close to it. It was for his son. Yeah. But they were the wrong size, and they, uh-huh. he could never get them to take them back. Oh, wow. And wound up with them in the garage. Right. And then he comes across this guy, and he thinks about it. So he uh, runs home, grabs the shoes, comes uh-huh. back, and, he, and there's a the photo. Of, yeah. There's a photo How of him cool. putting where Mark is down on his knees putting these shoes on this guy. Oh, yep. how cool. And... You know, he did that out of the goodness of his heart. It wasn't Absolutely. because he was looking for recognition. He didn't want the recognition. Right. 
I don't know. even know if he knew the picture had been taken until no, it came out. Because a, a citizen saw it and was Somebody like, "Somebody got off yeah. of the the railway system yeah, the there, light rail. And yeah, the and photo. got out and snapped it and yeah. sent it wherever." And yeah, you know that's that's the whole thing. That's the public doesn't want to believe officers do that. Right, and right. It, that's done. That's done all the time. Right. Well, and like you said, a lot of them don't want recognition. Right. I mean, I dealt with a, a female officer out of Tempe and. She's awesome. She saw a need with this family that was unfortunately struggling. It was a lady who had taken on her granddaughter and had adopted a kid who was just completely abandoned in the street by his grandma. And unfortunately, the little boy had a lot of mental health issues and had to be hospitalized. And and it was a rough situation. But we were able to get, I mean, things like scooters just for these kids to have some enjoyment in life, Mm -hmm. clothing, groceries. And so we coordinated, you know, to go out there. She did not want any photos of herself in it. Sure. Not because she's worried about someone finding her. It was just that's not why I do this. Right. And right. so obviously we respect that. We're not we're not here to put you in the spotlight if you don't want to. Sure. But I mean, there are a lot of officers that you try to get more info on an incident or you try <laughs> to involve them and they really don't yeah. wanna nope. dish it out to you because they that's not what they're there for, which I think is admirable too. It's sure. not to be a jerk or be difficult. It's no, that's not why I do this job. So that doesn't stop me. I'm still going to put it out there, <laughs> but I'll respect your privacy right. at least. Yeah. 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 Well, so. and that's what, you know, we talk about that the public doesn't really understand that the majority of people in law enforcement come into this field for hundreds of years, truly come in because they're caregivers. Yep. They have to do a difficult job sometimes, but it was funny because I was talking to somebody at church last Sunday about this, but Chris Ferrar. Now, he could chase you down and get you in custody, and he'd tackle you, he'd do whatever he had to do. Those were not the calls he would make to wake me up at night to tell me about. Mm -hmm. It would be the one where somebody was suicidal, like Mm -hmm. he had been, and he was able to talk them down or get them to a better place or whatever. Those were the ones that he would call and wake me up Mm -hmm. for because he was so excited. Of course. Because he made a difference. Right. Exactly. He didn't see putting somebody in jail necessarily. It, yeah, it made a difference for the victim. Right. But it wasn't exactly the same kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And he understood people sometimes did bad things because of circumstances too. Right. But I don't think the world understands that about these guys and gals that do this job. No. And it's really sad to me when I have them sit on my couch and they say, Literally with tears, why do I have to die before anyone wants to help my family? Exactly. And I go, that's what we're here for. Right. Yep. That's what y'all are here for. Yep. To help the ones that are living, doing the job, to continue to do the job and be healthy for their families and for retirement. Absolutely. That's the goal. Um, Are there any other areas of the country that know about y'all that are trying to mimic these programs so our founder jackie now lives in washington um washington state yep i know i always forget you have to specify (laughs) life's hard sometimes okay there's a a big difference (laughs) there's so much well not necessarily well that's true at right now (laughs) at times she does not live in seattle folks she does not live in seattle Um, but she's very hands-on still and i think her ultimate goal is to get us to be nationwide. Right now, we're trying to perfect everything in Arizona, make sure that we have the funding to actually sustain instead of, hey, we'll be in other states, but only for a year. Sure. Um, so we're trying to build up our funding to make sure we're strong, we're ready to rock and roll. And 
it would be amazing to be nationwide because right. it's not just Arizona that needs this. No, no. Um, but, you know, we helped a victim get her back to Colorado and she, the whole time on, you know, unfortunately the Greyhound bus can take a while to get places. Sure. Um, but the whole time we were checking in constant communication. She let me know where she was. Um, she was a domestic violence victim. She was with a semi-truck driver who abandoned her here in Arizona. Mm. And so we got her ticket back to Colorado and, the whole time it was, you know, do you have a program like that here? I think people could benefit here. What can I do to help with that? I mean, it was amazing to have a victim yeah. who used you want to pay it forward in that right. way. Because it's not all about money. It's not all about, no. you know, any of that. But just getting us up and running and spreading the word about us is amazing. So yeah. I felt bad I had to tell her, you know, no, not yet. But we're hopeful. I mean, one day. Well, and I don't think you could come up with a better name for it. Right. No, yeah. it's great. Then what it is. Well, and that's the funny thing. So my husband likes to <coughs> joke with my boss and I, because we have that lovely relationship where <laughs> he thinks poor husbands were so naggy and whatever. Sure, absolutely. And yesterday while I was on the phone with her, in fact, he's like, you guys aren't angels. And I said, well, you're right, because we're not the angels. These officers are the angels. So people tend to misunderstand what <laughs> angels on patrol means. It's not that the staff are angels or the board, because in no way is that true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but our officers are angels on patrol. So instead of an officer of the month, we call it the angel of the month. So yeah. we're recognizing yeah. that these officers go above and beyond and they are the angels who are patrolling. So oh, please let's get them some wings and a halo. I am all about it, <laughs> but they have to be like glittery wings. Absolutely. Pink glittery wings. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You just gave this. me an idea for each basket. I there think I'm going to have to add those. I think you're going to have to add that. They have I them agree. at the dollar store, right? See, I'm, I'm, sure. Sure. Yeah, probably. I'm sure we can watch find them. Watch out on Monday. <laughs> Watch out, Desert Horizon. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. Uh, like 56th Street and Bell. Well, my phone will yeah. tell me where it's at on Monday. Up north. Is that? Yeah. That's not where we went. No. Okay. All that's right. where uh, Officer Maldivan was at. Of. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. That's, it is where we went. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. it is. It's yes. like 16,030 North yeah. 56th yeah. Street. Yeah. 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 That is where we that. just were. Yeah, look at I you. I got it up there. It's somewhere. That's it. In the cobweb. Yeah, but she's young. Oh. I don't know. You were driving. I was just... I don't know what I was doing. What actually, doing there? actually, the GPS was kind of See? running the show. But anyway, GPS tells me where to go. I don't know how people did it before those things, having to read a map and... <laughs> I'd never get anywhere. Understand My wife how tells the me where to go. go. Yeah, see? Quite see? often. It has nothing to do with driving. That's, that's what right. I always told my husband. I tell you where to go, quite literally at work and at home. Like, that's how it works. How can we help y'all? Uh, well, we need, we need a little bit of stress relief. No, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's so many ways we can help each other. I don't think it's just you guys adding to us. I think like we talked about earlier, there's ways for us to help each other. These mm -hmm. officers, just because we help them in the moment, you know, there's times you talk to them and they, you can just hear it in their voice. They are just beat down. And right. so it would be amazing to say, you know, not that you necessarily need this, but hey, there's this other resource for officers. Spread the word while you're spreading the word about us. Sure. You know, we care about their mental health and we may not be able to help with that necessarily, but here's a resource that can help you with that. Yeah. Sure. So I think it's it's a word of mouth thing, getting the word out there about what we do, you know, partnering together podcasts, you know, going to, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, going to trainings with different agencies, yes. you know, pre-academy, post-academy, whatever it is. Sure. I think 
teaming up on that is really cool. And it teaches them too that these, like we said before, these resources are here to work together. So whatever you may hear from other resources, oh, we compete with this person and that person. No, that's not how we work. Nope. And there's no red tape with your your exactly. organization right. or ours. Right. There ain't yeah. no tape of any kind. <laughs> right. Right. But see, like, later this month, we'll be at the Academy again. We are. And so, I've, already, I've already invited her. And right. she's coming to And then Tempe. the next so, week, we'll be out there. Tempe, and she's yeah. coming to Tempe. And yep. it'll great. be a great chance for her yeah. to introduce herself and the organization to the right. supervisors yep. and then the officers. Right. Because like you afternoon. said, you worked with a Tempe officer. Uh, we work a lot with Mike Hayes. I'm going to name drop because he's amazing. Yeah. Mike is a good guy. Mike is a good man. So we work a lot with him, him okay. he's you a lieutenant should. with us you should yeah. he was on our board for a short term and then you know life gets busy and right. sure and we lost him and we want him back mike listen to this we want you back <laughs> <laughs> but no he's a great guy and so he's introduced us to a couple people in tempe as well but Good. we're open to meeting anybody the more people we get to know it helps us not to have red tape either yeah. sure um but yeah it, it helps with any kind of program we can be involved in and that's the thing even if angels on patrol can't help with a resource like with Mike he does um, pick up basketball games with the community mm -hmm. in nice. less than desirable areas to kind of change their opinion of officers so he does that every year we get them Gatorade and pizza and that's our contribution mm -hmm. um, but even if they didn't need something from us even to be a presence there and to be able to talk these officers up and get right. the word out about what they do I mean we love doing stuff like that too so well one of the things that we'll be talking a lot more about over the next probably year because it'll probably be next spring before we can make this happen but um because we're going to be doing a fundraiser at under the shield in honor of chris farrar with sure. softball sure um probably in the fall mm -hmm. but next spring something chris and i had talked about he was not a golfer mm -hmm. that would have been fun <laughs> to watch though um but we wanted to do a community building with law enforcement and fire we'll let the fire guys come too i guess so but it's called <laughs> but it's called putt putt with the popo Oh, I like it. Don't you like that? I like it. You know, some people will be offended, which makes me like it a little bit more, absolutely, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. It's But cute. it's an opportunity for kids to come out and have sure. that fun time and see cops be goofy and right. uncoordinated. And see that we human. have a personality yeah. instead right. of exactly. a robot. Right. And so that would be a great thing to get y'all involved in on, on that also. Yep. And being out there and officers. Do you actually go out? on some of these calls so it kind of depends on the situation we tend to meet with officers more than with the citizen that they might be helping now just because of safety issues sure. and covid and you know all the fun stuff um but we do tend to meet with the officers a lot of times we can do stuff remotely which is nice we've mm -hmm. had to kind of adapt so like i said we'll do groceries but we'll have it delivered directly to the person sure um but we had one that's really great we have a great donor berkshire hathaway and they adopted one of our families for christmas nice. and they even knocked me on my butt uh the mom sent a list and there were some items that you know we would kind of look at and say oh those are a little bit pricey i don't know if the donor will do it the donor didn't even bat an eye. It was like, wow. okay, great. And so my boss reached out and said, you know, mom, do you have a list of maybe a little bit more like reasonably priced items as well? And so she's thinking, well, these are what we're going to get, you know, no big deal. Oh no, they took care of both lists for this family. <laughs> and wow. I'm talking, this was a family with five children and wow. mom. And wow. so we got to meet with the donor. This was just before Christmas. Um, we met with the donor and were able to deliver these gifts all wrapped amazing gifts completely wrapped ready to go to this family that didn't even have a tree they didn't have hardly anything and these kids were so excited <laughs> and we had brought an officer with us and they oh they just thought he was amazing and so it's really cool i mean right. 
I, I like how we can partner with different people. Even if we don't financially sponsor that event, they still include us. And we're able to say, like, look what these people did. Look what this officer did. Like, this is how we learned of you. And so I think it's really cool. I, I mean, I could talk all day about what we do. Well, and sadly, some people just don't stop to even think to do something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and then when they hear others are doing things and if they're in a position to do it, right. you know, you'd hope they'd step up. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's all about new ideas, new ways of doing things. We can't keep doing things the old way. Right. Because it doesn't work. We get nowhere like yeah. that. Right. Yep. Well, and, you know, I was thinking about just like you were talking about the officer that had to deal with the um, children being caged. Yep. And that, you know, even once y'all come in and help out in situations like that, whether it's getting furniture or whatever, mm -hmm. <clears throat> or getting them to safety, the officers still have that burden on them of why are we just now getting to these kids? Right. right. Why has this gone on for so long? It's still a trauma to them, 100%. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And and like I said, and I, I just see that as the way that the two organizations work well together, that we're not documenting, there's no chain of command issues. Right. There's nothing. And again, it's not about mental illness. It's about good people being exposed to things and feeling <laughs> helpless and yep. hopeless. Yeah. Yep. And, and then we wonder why officers and families are having the problems that they're having. Absolutely. And that's it. Amen. And, and it's Amen. Uh, so I think uh, 2022 is getting off to a really good start. here. Yes. yes. This is, uh, like I said, there's some going, oh, shit. Um, bring it on, boys. Bring it on. Uh, Jenny and I ready. Tom's like, I'm just going to sit back and that's watch. Right. I'm just going to watch this. Where's my popcorn? I need some popcorn right now. That's it, because I see all kind of great possibilities here which is something we haven't had a whole lot of in the last couple of years. Right. Well, and it's nice, I don't know, on a personal level, it, I feel a little reinvigorated. I love what I do every day, but mm -hmm. this is kind of, after talking to you yesterday, was like a little jumpstart, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this job and that's great, but I could even do more. Oh, you well, know, I've already so recruited awesome. her to be a stress coach. <laughs> yeah. Whether she agrees to or not, she's going to do it anyway. <laughs> Let me look at my planner. No, <laughs> no, but I, it is neat. Like sure. it gives you something to kind of strive for. Okay, yeah, this is what I'm doing over here, but I can help in different ways. And without overextending yourself, obviously, sure. keeping in mind right. your own mental health, I guess, as much sure. as you can. But Oh, mine's gone. It's yeah, right. I, you know, I tried it's, to say that to be yeah. PC and whatnot. Right. But yeah. Well, but here's the thing. It will give you tools because... We know officers are not going to make 10 calls right. for stuff. And when you have them on the phone dealing with a situation, not only now would you be able to say, okay, here's what we can do for from angels on patrol perspective, right? but it'll give you some tools and things to help at that moment with that officer even. Right. And so again, that's why I said, I see it as such a good fit because you may say, okay, well, under the shields here and here's what they can do for you, but you know, who knows if they'll hang up and actually call right. or say, I'll right. do it tomorrow and they don't and it builds up and, and then we've got the full psychological garbage can again. And But we can plant that seed so right. they know that's a resource. Getting that Absolutely. word out there yep. that, that we're a, well, a even, resource for them. And, and like I said, even yeah. after she gets trained, even saying, hey, you know, I'm also one of their stress coaches. Right. And here's a couple of things you might want to try. Otherwise, right. call Susan, right. one, call Tom. Sure. Um, but I, I really see that as... That's going to break down a lot of the barriers because most of the people that come to us come through referrals of sure. other officers. It sure. isn't coming 
right. from a chief, a sheriff, mm-hmm. any of those people. It's literally coming from one officer walking up going, hey, I know, been there, done this. Here's where we went. Right. right. And, you know, when I stay busy seven days a week, literally around the clock, there's a lot of people referring a lot of people to us. Yep. And so, you know, these other groups can try to keep us out. Oh, well. Right. You know. Yeah. That's on you. We do what we do. You do what you do. Everybody stay in their lane and we'll all get along just fine. <laughs> yeah. Being our vehicular um what are you? What were you called? What you, were you? <laughs> what was your unit called? Vehicular crimes. The vehicle crimes. guy. Yeah, yeah, the boot guy. Um, <laughs> the motor. Yeah. But you know, when people's cars stay in their own lane, you, we don't have access. Right. No it runs smooth. Well, except for the guys that don't pay attention rear end you. In front of yeah. But you can't do that in a Volvo. Everybody ought to drive a Volvo. That's true. <laughs> can't back up over anybody either. I found out it has rear. Oh, I was going to say, who would yeah. you try that on? <laughs> or the Tesla, the Tesla I'm learning. That yeah. One, yeah, that's what I told somebody. I said, I talk about, man, I want to run him over and back up and run over him Good again. Luck. They go, not in your car. That's yep. right. He you won't get a me. different car. Dang it. <laughs> Homicide prevention. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like I said, I just see it as, as such a great fit and a great beginning to right. a new year. And Oh, absolutely. Can't thank you enough for agreeing to come on such short notice. Shoot. I literally texted her last night because we were talking about doing something else. and went, no, I think we need to get her on Yeah, here. no, this is great because... Now we can help spread the word yes, for Angels on Patrol. Yes, we continue to right. talk about Angels on Patrol. We exactly. always, we've, we talked about all of our guests right. at some point you or know. another, and we will continue to do that. And no, I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, even outside of just officers, you know, I came from dispatch. I have tons sure. of friends still there, and they're, they're dealing with all kinds too, and people tend to forget that if you're not right. sworn that you're traumatized every day. And so I love that this is a resource I can say, hey, guys, what about this? You know, check this out. When we talk about law enforcement, the umbrella has always been communications where everything starts. Right. To detention, corrections, probation, Mm -hmm. parole. Right. Um, Because, uh, you know, and I laugh and tell officers all the time, I go, you know, without dispatch, you ain't going nowhere. Right. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah. And then I tell them when they go, yeah, but yeah, can't be that hard. Okay, dispatch, next time he calls in getting his ass handed to him, just go, please hold. Yeah. Hold on <laughs> for right. a second. I got to take my break. <laughs> we'll get back to you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out in a hurry. But Ooh. it's all about, and again, without detention and corrections, you've got yep. nowhere to put them. And right. Sure. Everything depends on everybody else. So it's a right. complete thing. And it really bothers me when I hear people talk about dispatchers are not first responders. What the hell are you talking about? They are the first. The first. <laughs> the first of the Absolutely. First. I don't know why it, people, even in law enforcement, people think if yeah. you don't go out on yeah, scene, no. you're not a first responder. How can that be? Right. I, I don't even understand the logic. And so absolutely, at Under the Shield, we cover everybody, families, mm-hmm. first responders, military families. Sorry, doctors, lawyers, accountants, guardsmen, <laughs> secretaries. Y'all got other stuff y'all can right. do, but we, we ain't got time. Um, but again, it does, those other people aren't going to have jobs in society if we don't have right. our first responders. Exactly. Right. And so absolutely spread the word. Definitely. With all of it. And again, like I said, whether she knows it or not, she's going to be one of our <laughs> I have no option in this. No, no you didn't realize when it you is first what walked through the office door yesterday, yes. that's your commitment. That's kind of like when I said, I'm going to pick up 
Chris Ferrar's flag and carry it for him. And I went, okay, here's, and, here, here's your job. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, you don't get any say. You just <laughs> no. do whatever. And I count down the days till he <laughs> retires. Right. And I told his wife, I said, when you're tired of him, call me. Yep. I got things for him First today. thing she was like, hey. <laughs> Take this guy. Absolutely. Yeah, she's I like, need a break. <sighs> She'll be like, hey, uh, don't you have to go do something with Susan tomorrow? Exactly. <laughs> I kind of need some time for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, but we do have fun doing what we do and yes. just get frustrated. I couldn't tell. I couldn't not, tell at all. Not at all. You guys are not happy people. <laughs> not at all. You know, it's what keeps us from crying. Well, you just keep smiling. Hey, it's okay to cry sometimes, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is. I just tend to become more violent. <laughs> towards somebody that's why this red man stick is here i'm gonna head out now <laughs> i asked i had a wife ask me yesterday if i'd rent that out oh i, I like said, it you know what i ought to get a bunch of them and give them out at trainings yes yeah. give them to the spouses yes so, that would be funny i like it, it. Be... put your logo right on there though make uh, sure oh, it's absolutely. on there absolutely has to be absolutely yeah, <laughs> that could be fun but anyway, Jenny, thank you so much. No, thank you guys for having me. I Absolutely. appreciate it. I can't wait to see what we do together. I'm sure there's tons yes. of stuff waiting yes. for us. Oh, yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Like I said, we're, we're kicking off 2022, right? That's right. And we just want to thank our audience for hanging with us last year. We had ups and downs and changes in yeah. personnel, not all under our own control and figuring new systems out and all of that stuff. And we just pray they'll be with us this year and... Continue to spread the word about Under yep. the Shield and right. Fight in Progress and all the information that we're providing on each of these podcasts. Exactly. And spread the word to to the other officers and friends, family, that it is okay to seek help and yes, reach absolutely. out to us. Yes. Yep. And, and you can do it safely here because right. I do have dementia. <laughs> so even if you tell me your name, I ain't going to remember. And it's like I tell all of them, if I run into you in the mall and I call you Hun, I ain't got a clue who you are. Yeah. What's your name? Yeah. No, I don't even ask. Yeah. I just go Hun. And mm-hmm. they go, she doesn't know It's a catch-all. Yeah. yeah. That's how my children knew to introduce themselves. Yep. To Thanks. somebody because mom ain't got a clue who it yeah. is. And so we're safe. That's all right. Please call us 24-7. Our toll-free number is 855-889-2348. Let me... Please reassure you, it is unlike some of the suicide hotlines. We do not have your number. We will not send people on welfare checks. It's not going to happen. When you hit extension one for immediate services, the crisis line number is what pops up on the stress coach's phone. 90% of the time you're going to get me. We're going to get Tom in the loop here to get those calls also. Um, But please understand... Give us your chief's name. Give us your sergeant's name, your lieutenant's right. name. We don't care. It, we don't have to care what your name is or who you work for. We're not going to ask those questions. And But you got to reach out to us. Families, you also can call us when you have concerns. You're the first line of defense for the law enforcement officer. You see the early warning signs. Right. Reach out to us. Let's get involved and start getting these suicide numbers to come down. It is not mental illness. That makes every licensed person in the world's <laughs> brain implode when I say that, uh, uh, but not in this industry. And it's tough times and full garbage cans that we haven't trained people how to empty them or even educate them that they have one. Exactly. Yep. And my cell is 334-324-3570. You can call, you can text, nobody picks up voicemail or messages but me. Till I can teach the German Shepherd or the parrot how to do it. 
I'd be afraid of that parrot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't tell him what he'd say. (laughs) Because he says things to people that carry guns (laughs) at inappropriate times. (laughs) And Tom, you want to give your number? Yes, my phone number is 480-861-6574. And you can call me anytime. And you can block your number, whatever. We will answer. Um, Pretty much during the daytime, text me. um, Because I'm usually either in session or we're in here recording or something. But somebody will get back to you. And again, we wish we could call everybody all the time to check up, but we can't. Right. If your agencies are interested in training, um, we have a training for supervisors that has been lauded as some of the best training. Um, And it's called Why Good Cops Make, quote, bad, close quote, decisions. And it's teaching supervisors how to identify early warning signs. Because nobody can afford to terminate or discipline anybody right now. Right. So let's work to keep them by catching stuff at an episodic level before it hits chronic. And then we have another course that a lot of people request that includes spouses or significant others. Do not bring both. We've had it happen. (laughs) It will not work out well for you. So be very careful. We had somebody that... We taught two days in a row, and they got their days confused, and they had the oh wife my. and the girlfriend come the same day. Yeah, gave me some of my best training material, but anyway, <laughs> um, keep them separate, because <laughs> I won't yeah. keep them straight. Word to the wise. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm going to call the wife the girlfriend, and I'm going to get your butt in trouble. So <laughs> um, one at a time, one problem <laughs> at a time. But that course is called Law Enforcement Survival at Home and on the Streets, and it's teaching spouses, significant others, their role in the lifestyle, because it is 24-7, yep. and things they can do, what to look for, and uh, how to respond, and who to call. And so if your departments are interested, and these are true suicide prevention trainings, not awareness or intervention. I hope all of you that go to any suicide prevention trainings, you ask yourself when you walk out, what did they teach me to prevent it? Not to prevent the suicide, but to prevent people from even becoming suicidal Suicidal. or having the thoughts. Intervention is important, but if we can do something to prevent them from getting to that level, and that's what we teach. With a money-back guarantee. (laughs) Seriously. Never in 30 years had anybody, any department want their money back. But that's how confident we are in our training and what we teach, and it's real-life experience. It's not... Something a book taught us. It's coming from the heart and true experience. So reach out to us. And again, thanks for listening and supporting us. Share share the podcast with others. And uh, God bless you. God bless your families as we start this new year. And thank you to both for sacrificing what you do for us to all be able to get out and try to live halfway normal lives. Because without you out there, we can't do much of anything. That's when I buy the 308 <laughs> and have it on one shoulder and the AR on the other and whatever on each ship. So um, we, we got to have our officers out there and their family support them. You got anything, sir? Uh, I just want to wish everyone a great week. Yes. And again, Happy New Year. Yep. Jay, this is where fireworks going off. It's really effective. <laughs> and uh, we hope you'll stay tuned. Come back and see us again next week. We'll have another surprise guess because we never know who it's going to be. Yeah. Might be the parent, watch out. You never know. <laughs> we may have to have you this year.
Anyway, take care, stay safe, and we love you guys out there. Thank you. God bless.